It's one of the hardest things we can do. Show up. We go over and over in our heads for an excuse not to participate in this banality today. But you know you need the money. So eventually you do it. You show up. We show up and part of our spirit needs to be fulfilled. We feel anxious. And the other part of our spirit feels numb. And you just want to go back to bed or to find some way to escape this hell. Because that's what it feels like. You feel hopeless and the hopelessness makes you forget all that you've ever accomplished prior to this moment in time. You don't want to acquiesce. It's time to listen to that voice. And that's what There You Go was about. I, myself. I, know I don't I shine, do I glow. And it's seeping out of my pores that I'm a survivor, a strong work. woman, and not one to be tested. Don't be afraid to glow. As a matter of fact, the more it scares you, the more you should do it. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the Glow Mind Podcast. Oh, I hope you're doing good. <laughs> What a crazy year this is. What a crazy year this is. And I cannot believe we're almost in November. So I hope that you're going out and you are voting, early voting. I hope that you have a plan for election day. There's a lot of states that are offering early voting. And you really should take advantage of it. You really, really should. Um... I'm not going to tell you how to vote, but I could tell you here, we don't support racism. We don't support an orange racist, the glow mob. So, you know, but, you know, (laughs) use your voice and your voice does matter. So don't ever let anyone make you feel that way or try to influence you to feel that way, rather, because it does matter. And if you don't vote, I mean, then... You might as well keep your opinion to yourself because you didn't do anything about it. I hope that a lot of people learn from what happened in 2016 when they just decided they weren't going to vote for Hillary because they just didn't know why that they have learned. Nevertheless, this is not about voting. (laughs) This is not a podcast episode about voting. This is a podcast episode that I'm just, you know, with me. I have a filter, but it's very, very short. And I'm not going to sit here and beat around the bush with you. And I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, you know, I'm not your career coach. I'm not a career coach in any way. I am a woman who knows what it's like to work in a job that she hates. And I'm going to talk to you as a woman who works in a job that she hates. And I'm going to tell you ways to figure out if your job is toxic for you. And I'm also going to give you solutions because that's what we like here. We like solutions. It's not, I'm not going to sit here and complain to you. And then you're going to be like, okay, now what? (laughs) No, that's not it. I have some really, really good tips for you on what you can do starting right now, today, today this minute or tomorrow if you go back to work or as soon as your next shift is in order to either leave your job or to make it more bearable for you until you do leave it trust me I got you and I take all of these from personal experience too um, and also just things that I've heard other people say and friends and stuff like that 
So, you know, in life in general, we all, we all have moments and seasons of obscurity. We all do. Um, you know, a season can last a couple of days, a couple of weeks, a couple of months, a couple of years. And it's hard. It's difficult. You know, life is hard. I never, you know, just because I'm someone who believes in God and someone who, you know, is is really pushing forward and I've always been that way. I'm not going to sit here and negate the fact that life is hard. This motherfucker is hard. And, and this isn't an easy journey, but we keep going because while we're here, we want to make it good, right? I mean, at least some of us do. We want to make it good. We want to leave legacies behind. We want to leave our mark that can't be erased with neither space nor time. Whether that's in the form of children or writing books or creating things that cannot be removed or whatever. When, when this world, no, I'm not even going to say that part, but things that can't be erased while this world still is still here um, after we're gone. Um you know, the structure, the structure of the whole world, and this is not just the United States, the structure of the whole world is if you want to eat, if you want to have a roof over your head, if you want, if you want to take care of yourself, if you want to have money to do the things you want to do, you have to have a job. Either you have to have a job or you have to be someone who came for money. That's it. There's no other way around it. Um, and a lot of communities and a lot of places are not, they, it's almost like they set the people up for failure. You are set up to work in a place and they, like the average uh, amount that they pay doesn't allow you the chance to get ahead unless you have two and three jobs and then you end up getting sick because you're stressed out and then it's like it's it's such a it's a it's a cycle and it's disgusting and it's crazy and um it needs to stop it really does need to stop so you know it's i can tell you the job the job the job the job is eating at you it's eating at you and it's time for us to get things in perspective. You know, everyone doesn't have to go to college in order to excel. I I don't believe that at all. There's so many people out here who have been creating things from their own home and shipping them out. And, you know, due to drop shipping and this and that. I mean, there's a lot of people that have been able to go into business for themselves even some of them are struggling right now due to COVID, but there are a lot of people who are still actually excelling really well because they're keeping up with demand. We started needing masks. They started making masks, you know? And, you know, really what it takes, it doesn't take a college degree. It doesn't even, you know, it takes some common sense, some planning and a will, a will to want to do better. And some faith. I want to tell you about someone. And I don't really know this guy. I never saw him in my life. I don't know if he's racist. I don't know anything. But I'm just going to tell you what he did. You know the app that's called WhatsApp, right? Anyway, this guy, Brian. Brian Action Acton is his name. 
He applied to work at Facebook in 2009 for a job. That was a long, that was quite some time ago. And they denied him. He was rejected. No, go home. Can't work here. And we all kind of knows what that know what that feels like. I mean, I, I mean, I would think so. Have you gotten every job that you ever wanted? Have you gotten every promotion that you've ever wanted? Have you gotten every position that you've ever wanted? I highly doubt it. And if you have, trust me, brace yourself. At some point, that changes because I think everyone has to go through that. So, you know, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good when you apply for something and you really want it and they decide not to pick you. So what Brian ended up doing, (laughs) he created an app called WhatsApp. In 2014, the, you know, WhatsApp um, sold itself to Facebook for 19 billion, billion with a B, dollars. (laughs) And then He ended up rejecting Facebook in 2007 over Facebook's plans to monetize WhatsApp. So in in other words, to charge people to use it. Now, (laughs) if this isn't a big fuck you, I don't know what is. But listen to me. Think about these. Think about this. It was 2009. It wasn't until 2014 that they sold themselves to Facebook for $19 billion. That's a lot of time in between. Not a whole, whole lot, but it's, you know, it's you know some years. Now, I need to tell you, when you're in app development or when you're paying someone, and if you've been on WhatsApp, you know, it's it's rather simple. It's really not something completely complex. You can create something very simple, and all you need to have is... All you need to have out there is a need. People just need to want to do it. And it helps people. That's it. So what I think is such a big slap in the face is, you know, he wanted this job. And these people rejected him. And he turned around, ended up making $19 billion off of them. Billion. Every time I think about this, it motivates me. Because it lets me know even if I should already be able to look at my own life and be like, oh yeah, then nothing's impossible. But when I hear about this and stories like this that are similar, it really puts some fire under my ass because it's like, wow. Now, during those years before the WhatsApp was created and stuff like that, I'm, I'm sure, you know, Dude was probably eating ramen noodles and stuff like that and not really sure if it was ever going to work out. And I'm sure they probably put it down a bunch of times and weren't focused the whole time because that's what happens during the creative process. It's almost like during the creative process, you have to want to quit. I know this from writing books. I know this from doing this podcast. I know this from creating and designing. I know this from going to college. When you are in the process there are many times that you you have that doubt. You're like, you know what? I don't think I'm going to make it. 
I don't think people really want to see this. Is this really going to sell? Are people really going to want to buy this? Are people really going to want to use this? Because remember, the app is free. <laughs> Are people really going to want to use this? I don't know. And then you put it down for a little bit and then you come back to it. That's the part where a lot of us mess up is we don't go back to it. That's why I always say to know your why. Know the reason that you're doing something because that's going to be the thing that keeps you going. When you have those moments where you're like, you know what, forget it. Never mind. Nobody's going to do this anyway. Nobody's going to want to participate. No one's going to. Yes, they are. Do you think I was going to have thousands upon thousands of listeners just by talking about my own experiences and stuff like that. I'm the one who is famous or well-known. I'm a woman from New York City that has something to say. So I started a podcast. And now I have thousands, thousands of listeners. And I appreciate all of you for supporting this podcast. Because I don't hold any punches. And I think that sometimes people just need to fucking hear the real deal. I'm not going to sit here and massage your ego for what? For what? When I tell you that you can do it, it's because I know you can. I'm not telling you that to gain brownie points with you. <laughs> so, hopefully that little story, it's not a story, it's real life. Hopefully that definitely motivated you. When I say you can do anything that you want, I know that sounds like some easy shit to say. It really does. But it's possible. It really is. So I want to list some things because some of you might be at the point where you're like, I hate this job, but just because I hate it, does that mean I'm supposed to leave? Or is this job toxic for me? Or is this? Or you, so you might be kind of like at a crossroads. So I'm going to list some things that let you know that your job is toxic. And then after I list these things, I'm just going to run through them really quick with you. We're going to talk about solutions, Okay. So if you need to grab a pen and paper, go ahead and do so. Take what you need and leave the rest. <laughs> Number one, the night before work, you feel extremely anxious. And this could be the night, the day, whatever. You know, we all have different shifts, but you feel extremely anxious. You can't sleep. You're worried, 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 worried about the next day. And it's not that you're worried, worried, worried because you have to put on a presentation or, you know, you know, there's a project due. No, you go through this every day. You don't want to be there. You don't want to sign in. For most of us, it's signing in now because you're at home. You don't want to do it. You just don't. And you're anxious. Number two, you find yourself while you're at work or while you're doing your job constantly daydreaming about being somewhere else. You don't want to be there. You don't want to be doing that shit. You wish that, and I'm not talking about, you know, how people who like their job sometimes will sit there and fantasize about being on a island somewhere just because, uh need a little vacation no I'm talking about you you like I don't want to be here and you are literally daydreaming about 
cleaning porta potties for a living. That seems like that's something that would be so much better for you. I know for me, I used to always be like, you know what? I would go back to Afghanistan. I'd go back to Afghanistan tomorrow with all the danger and everything like that. If I can just get the fuck away from this job. You're sitting there and you're daydreaming about being somewhere else all day. Number three, your manager or your supervisor is micromanaging you. Now, I don't know about you, but this right here is one of the worst things that you could ever do to someone like me. It's just one of the worst things ever. Now, even if you are a manager, everyone answers to someone unless you're the CEO of a company. And if you're the CEO, then there's no reason for you to even be listening to this podcast unless you want to know how your employees really feel. You, you don't want to you know, if you want to listen to this episode, by all means, continue listening on. But if you're not the owner of the company, then you're working for someone. And if they're micromanaging you, that doesn't allow you the freedom and the the room to be yourself. You feel stifled. You don't feel like you can be a fucking adult. You're going to the bathroom. They're asking you, where are you going? You was in the bathroom a little bit too long. Why is your, why is your, um, you know, if you're working call center from home, why were you in unavailable? Why were you, shut the fuck up and leave me alone. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think a lot of these managers are really trying to play with people's emotions because there's a lot of people that under normal circumstances, well, <laughs> semi-normal because, you know, right now we're in a pandemic they would tell them to go fuck themselves and go figure something else out. But right now, a lot of people have to stick with their jobs. But if you have someone micromanaging you, shit, I only named three things. And those three are more than enough. Shit, one of these are enough. But I'm going to go on. Number four, you aren't yourself when you're working or when you're at work. You are withdrawn you know, you might be someone who has a really bubbly, nice personality. You're extroverted. You like to talk to people. You like to, you know, mingle with your coworkers, you know. But right now, it's like, nah, you don't eat lunch with them anymore. You don't. You just aren't yourself. You're just like, man, fuck this place. Everything that someone says gets on your fucking nerves. You're like, whatever. You know, there's no joy in it. You just aren't yourself. And especially if you're working from home and, you know, if you don't have access to your coworkers, it's like, you know, it's all job. And you're just, you know, you're just kind of isolating. You're withdrawn. Number five, you call out sick a lot. Um, it got to the point for me where I was calling out sick at least three times a week. Now, there's five days, five work days, three times a week, people. Because I hated that motherfucking job so much that I said, fuck that damn paycheck. I said, even if I just get a little bit money from the paycheck, the fact my mental health for me was coming before the fact that um, if my rent was going to get paid. I was just like, I couldn't do it. I literally could not do it. I'd be sitting there stirring in bed and this and that. And I'm like, oh, God, I just can't do this today. And I'll call out sick. 
If you call out sick a lot, that definitely is a sign that your job is toxic. Because you, what happens is a lot of us think that we're all mind, right? But we're, we're mostly spiritual beings living a, living a human existence. And something doesn't feel right to you because it's not right. That's why it doesn't feel right. You don't need a big old grand ass ex- explanation as to why you hate your job or the, why your job is toxic. Just the fact that you hate your job is reason enough. You're calling out sick a lot because you just don't want to fucking deal with them. Number six, you almost wish you could get sick to take sick leave. Now, this right here is when it starts to get a little bit dangerous because there are people who will physically hurt themselves so that they can take sick leave. And I think that's really sad. I know of some people who wanted to do it before. A girl once told me that she wanted to drop a hand weight on her hand or on her foot so that she didn't have to work. Never, ever, 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 no person, no entity, no job, nothing is worth you hurting yourself for. It's not. It's not. Because what if she would have done that? She could have ended up with nerve damage, blood clots, all kinds of shit. Long term. That job don't give a fuck about you. Once you're gone, you're gone. That's it. They don't care. You are a blip. And then you messed yourself up for life. Future arthritis, flare-ups, all kinds of things. It's not worth hurting yourself for at all. And if you're starting to feel like you need or want to hurt yourself, I really recommend that you do call the suicide hotline. I do not have their number. I'm so sorry. But Google it. Talk to your therapist. Talk to a trusted friend. Talk to your partner. It's time to fuck go. But we'll get to that. Number seven, your mental health is beginning to suffer. And, you know, that kind of goes off for like number six. You know, you're like, you, you want to hurt yourself or you find yourself becoming just very withdrawn, depressed, you're anxious. You have to drink to get through the day, which is number eight. You're drinking and using drugs to get through the day. Oh, do people really do that in India? Yes, they do. Straight up. Especially with people working from home. Especially with people working from home who has to sit there and talk to complaining ass customers all fucking day. With no escape. Hell yeah, they do. But if you find that you are waking up in the morning and before you even grab breakfast or anything, you're pouring yourself a cup of vodka or a martini or even a beer, or you have to sniff a line or you're chopping up your, you know, your, you know, your, your antidepressants or your anti-anxiety and you're sniffing them or you're injecting them, whatever your poison is. Most of those things you shouldn't be doing anyway, but you are a grown-ass adult, so I'm not going to sit here and tell you not to. But I'm going to tell you, if you have to do this every single day just to get through the day of this job, yeah. Number nine, you're having issues in your personal life because of the job. You know, so oftentimes if we are working in a job that we can't stand, we'll be, you know, we'll use our friends as a sounding board. 
our friends and our partners and we just always have something to say about it. And I'm not going to lie. They love us, right? They love us. But after a while, it gets real fucking annoying. It gets tiring hearing about it. They want to be supportive, but if it's been years and you're like always the same, it's just, it can be a little bit tiring. Or if it's affecting your sex life and you're like, I'm not even turned on because of what some what Ruthie said today, what that fucking manager did today. I'm not even turned on and you're taking it out on your kids and you're projecting and reflecting and... <sighs> It can really fuck with your personal life if you're not happy at work because most of the time, most of the day, most of the week, most of the month, most of the year, we spend at our jobs more than we spend doing our own thing at home. Or even if you're working at home, we spend more time at work than we do doing things in our personal life. Number 10, you just hate it. You just hate it. Like I said before, I used to think I needed some grand uh, explanation about why I hated it. And I didn't. You know, I remember going to my therapist and we really worked this out. And um, we worked it out that, number one, I'm a creative person. As we, as if we don't know that. And the job stifles my creativity. So my spirit ain't happy. Okay. You don't need a grand idea or reason why you hate it. It could be a multitude of reasons from the micromanaging to the amount of money you make to there's no upward mobility. It doesn't matter. So don't let anyone make you try to make you feel like you need to have a grand ass excuse because you don't. How to get through? It's hard. It's hard to keep the faith right now. And many, many, many people will tell you, and this is partly true, to be grateful that you at least have a job. Because there's a lot of people that don't. There's a lot of people struggling right now. So there is a way to put some gratitude on this. And I will talk about that more in a second. But at the same time, if even if you're grateful, if it's killing you slowly, then how can you be grateful for that? If it's affecting your mental health, if, you are, if you've checked out and you're depressed, how can you possibly do it? You can't see gratitude when you're depressed and anxious. I'm sorry, but I I know because I suffer from both. I'm doing pretty good right now, but I have my bouts. You can't see gratitude during those times. Micromanaging. A grown-ass adult. (laughs) Here I go with that again. Yeah, because that's the thing right there. I'm telling you right now. So anyway, I had to check myself in some things. And sometimes you might have to check yourself too. Is it your attitude? You know, are you just lazy? 
You know, sometimes we have to, we got to keep it real with ourselves before anyone else. I mean, if we don't keep it real with ourselves, how can you even navigate through life? You're going to constantly be lying to yourself. Sooner or later, you have to face it, right? So in my mind, I'm like this. What am I doing, if anything, that is um, making this worse for me? And mine was always work from home, even before the pandemic, right? So what I did, I went out, I got a nice fancy desk. I changed my office around about seven times, changed the wallpaper, got a nice fancy couch, got some nice lamps, got essential oils, got lamps, did this, did that, sparkly curtains, everything you could do. And it didn't matter what I did because I was hating what I did. Hated it. And if I'm being honest with you, I'm still not completely free from this job yet. I still work in this job that I hate. But hopefully soon, I will be leaving. I did everything I could. And I was like, damn, this is not even changing my outlook. Like, I'm changing my surroundings. I'm, you know, I'm praying and meditating before I come in. And I'm not going to lie, that does help. I was calling out to God and just, you know, praying and it did help. But I tell you what, there were times on my lunch break, I used to smoke cigarettes, right? Yeah, I know it seems crazy. But I used to smoke cigarettes and I would be on every break lighting up a cigarette, smoking it and sitting there laying on my face. If you can, yeah, laying on my face, lifting it up to take a puff and just screaming, God, you have to get me out of this job. I don't understand. How many times do I have to pray about this? I was angry with him. You have to get me out of this. This is driving me fucking crazy. I was a desperate woman. So it can get bad. (laughs) And I know many of you have your own stories. So. What are we going to do? What are we going to do about the fact that we can't stand our jobs in this current climate? Now, I'm not going to blow smoke up your ass at all, but I made a list and we're going to get into it. So the first thing, the first thing, and this doesn't have to be the first thing that you do. This is just the first thing on my list. Download job apps on your phone. Join the websites. Don't put a lot of your personal information on these websites. I don't trust them. None of them. Be smart about it. Don't put your address and stuff like that. But apply, apply, apply. I'm talking about apply to so many jobs that you forget. And this is why I say have the app on your phone. Because while you're working your miserable job, You can take a couple of minutes while some customer is sitting there complaining about some bullshit and yelling in your ear. You can open up your job app and you can go ahead and just submit, submit, submit for a couple of jobs. Just do it to the point where you're just like, you don't even really remember. So a part of your day, a part of your night or whatever time is best for you, you might want to get up early in the morning Make yourself some coffee, you know, sit down in a nice quiet place and then apply for jobs for an hour. Or you might want to do it in the evening or in the middle of the night, whatever works for you. This is something that has to be done because if you don't apply for anything else, how do you expect to leave where you are now? 
Number two, make a plan. And you know, for me, for some of you making plans, doesn't, you know, it doesn't work. But for me, I'm not a super strict planner. planner. I just have to have a general gist of what my day is going to look like. Or what I what I think it's gonna look like, or general gist of what the week is gonna be, like what I have to do within the week. But I'm not like, oh, at ten o'clock I must do this. At eleven thirty I must do this. No, I'm not like that. Making a plan or an exit strategy, for some of you, will be extremely motivating, and for some of you, that exit strategy can be a couple of weeks away. It could be a couple of months away. Or anywhere in between. But sometimes just writing down your exit strategy on pen and paper and sticking it up by your desk or, you know, putting it in a place that you can just look at it when you're like, fuck, I hate this shit, is going to really help you. Because nothing lasts forever, right? I'm sure you could think of a time right now of of a time <laughs> when you hated something and you were like damn this shit is never gonna end and it's finished now six months six weeks and I declare and decree this over my life six weeks from now that toxic ass job and what was done on it I'm not even gonna remember their names I remember when I was working in Kuwait and I was on assignment over there It felt like it was the end of the world to me because I hated the people that I worked with. There was a lot of backstabbing. There were a lot of, it was like a rumor mill. These people are older than me. And it was a bunch of rumors. Who's fucking who? Who's doing that? My name was in everybody's mouth. And I couldn't go around slapping nobody if I wanted to make that money. It was toxic. It really was. It was a very toxic environment. We should be over here watching our back instead. We're over here and y'all are engaging in this pettiness. So anyway, I remember saying to myself, I was sitting, I was out on night shifts and I was looking up at the stars in the sky. And I was saying to myself, you know what, India? In six months, this isn't even going to matter. You're not going to remember their names. And honestly, I don't remember any of their names. Don't know anything about them. Don't care to know. Don't give a fuck. And I was like, just take it one day at a time. And sometimes that's all you can do. Sometimes all you really can do is take it one hour at a time. Whatever it is, you can do it. So make your plan. Make your exit strategy. What is this job giving you besides a fucking headache? Focus on that. Are there any perks? Focus on those perks until you can leave. Number three, look at your job as your investor, right? Number one, you know, well, not number one, but this is number three. But the fact that you have a job, honestly, and the fact that I have one is something that I really, really just want to take a moment and be grateful for. There's so many people 
struggling and living in tents and shelters and don't know where their next meal is coming from and they are suffering. It is winter time. Well, not winter, but (laughs) the seasons are changing. It's getting colder outside. They do not have a place to stay. There are so many, there are thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people that would trade places with you or me right now saying that we hate our fucking job and they would get up gladly to do it. Now, I'm not saying that to say that your feelings are invalid. That's not the case. I'm telling you just to tell you that sometimes we have to be grateful. And in being grateful for things, it kind of changes our outlook on how we see life, on how we see our situation. So if you just say, you know what, I really can't stand this job right now. However, I am in a position to where I can provide for myself and I can eat and stuff like that. That will help you. As a matter of fact, me just saying that just kind of made me be like, oh. Your job is your investor. That's the way I see it. I'm doing this little bit of shit for you, but you're paying me. All I do is count my breaks. I don't count the time that I'm, I count my breaks. I look forward to my breaks. I stay as aloof as possible and I focus on the money. That's what I just had to do. Um, One of my friends gave me this really, really good idea. (laughs) The other day, she tries to distract herself during work. I'm not going to say exactly what it is. I'm not going to do that. But if you can do a distraction, some of you, you know, put Netflix on or, you know, do your nails or open a magazine or whatever so this way you're not so totally hardball invested if if you can do that because some of you work in chat some of you work in email and you're real fucking lucky (laughs) some of you work in environments where you don't really have to talk to anyone you know um but that doesn't mean you can't hate your job just know that you're luckier than most (laughs) Focus on the money. Focus on your exit strategy. Keep applying for the jobs. Number four, don't let them make you fire them before you're ready. And I say fire them because I don't see it as quitting. I'm firing you. I no longer want to work here. You're a dick. Goodbye. I'm firing you. I'm not quitting anything. I didn't quit my job. I'm firing you. That's the way I see it. Don't make, don't, don't, don't let them make you do it. Because what happens is, and this, this always happens. And I talked to you about this in many other podcast episodes is when we're coming to the end of something, right? Listen to me here. When we're coming to the end of anything, when I'm coming to the end of writing my books, when I'm coming to the end of, you know, school and stuff, the heat gets turned up all the time. I don't know why this happens, but it's almost like you're being tested. How bad do you really want this? And you have to go that extra mile and it's that extra mile that's going to propel you forward. I thought I was going to fail my classes this semester. I almost gave up. I was like, you know what? Fuck this. School what? Almost did it a few times. (laughs) 
But that's what happens. I'm about to graduate. That's what happens when you get to the end. So I want you, don't let their banality, their bullshit-ass behavior make you so upset that you're like, fuck this job before you're ready because what's going to happen is you're not really going to be able to pay your bills or eat, right? So you want to make sure that you stick to your exit strategy and you fire them when you're ready. Number five, use all your benefits, all of them, all of them, all of them. If one of the perks of your job is that you get free food and get the free this and free that and you get this and this cat, use all of it. All of it. All of it. Because to me, it's really not free. You're giving them your time. Use it. Use all of the perks. Use them up. Every time I get a new perk or whatever, I'm not even going to say what it's called. Nothing like that. I'm not going to identify my job. It's, it's gone. Use it. That's it. Use all of it. And number six. Get out of the office. A.K.A. get out of the house. Working from home is not as glamorous as a lot of people thought it was prior to COVID. <laughs> a lot of people thought that that was like, oh man, pajamas all day, you don't really do nothing. No, in fact, it can be a little bit worse sometimes because they tend to micromanage a little bit more, right? They're monitoring your computer, they're monitoring your access, etc. So getting out of your office if you work in an office still or you work at your job just make sure that you're getting some air if you're working from home maybe get up a little bit early before your shift starts take a shower get dressed you don't have to get dressed dressed put on a new pair of clean pajamas take a walk outside get that fresh air Get some air. Take a walk. Maybe work out before work. Make life outside of your work so fulfilling, so full, that you look forward to doing that every day. The things that make you fulfilled and full. Not your fucking job. Don't isolate. The worst thing that we can do, and we all do this when when we're feeling bad, right? We'll isolate. And you know what that isolation does? It just makes everything worse. It really does. Get those endorphins moving. Get those endorphins moving. Work out. Go outside. Get some fresh air. Go on your balcony, your porch, whatever, with a nice cup of tea, coffee, whatever it is. You know, have a good conversation with a good friend. Make love. Do whatever it is. Get some activity Um, make some plans for after work, make some plans surrounding it, whatever. And these are the things that you can look forward to. So you're not just sitting there going from your bed to your computer and from your computer back to your bed. That's no way to really be because what's your outlet? Do you see what I'm saying? You need an outlet. And you can do all of these things while you're planning your exit strategy. You can be grateful while you're planning your exit strategy. You can be looking for other jobs while you're planning your exit strategy. You can work out. 
you can work on mental health you can do all of these things while you're working on your your exit strategy use all the benefits of this fucked up ass place while you're working on your exit strategy this is something that has to be done consciously every day until it's form it's until you form a habit of thinking positive and just know that this too will pass just like everything else does i'm sure you can think back to a time of something that you hated doing or something that you hated seeing or something that you hated in general and you were like is this ever gonna end and it did and it doesn't even matter any longer so i know you got this because i know that i got this and we could do this together if you plan on if you know if you're in a situation where it's like 911 got to go you know there are also like grocery delivery services that you can do they make good money and tips um or you can drive for like one of these rideshare companies i'm not going to name them because they don't pay me you know you can drive for one of them people make pretty good money doing that and in fact they have it to the point now where you can actually they'll give you a car to work now, I'm not saying that that's your dream job. That might not be something you even want to do. But if you're in a situation where you really, 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 really have to go right now because your mental health is at stake and, or your health, your blood pressure, everything like that, that may be something that you can do in the meantime is all I'm saying. Gives you a chance to be out the house. Gives you a chance to just drive around and talk to people all day. Just make sure that you're safe, sanitizing, everything like that. I really hope that what I talk to you about helps you. I spoke to you definitely about a lot of things that are personal and that I personally faced, and I know that together we will be able to get away from these toxic ass jobs. We will. I'm I'm one foot out the door right now myself, and um I know that you can do it. I would love to hear from you. You can contact me on Instagram at glow underscore mob. I love hearing from people who listen to the podcast. And dang, you never know. You might, maybe you could be a guest. This is an episode I have wanted to do for probably a year. And every single time I tried to do it, every single time I tried to do it, it always failed. It was like, no, that's too aggressive or no, that's too. And it was just not coming across the way I wanted it to come across. But it finally did. I wish you well. Keep the faith. You got this. You can do it. Life is not some some sometimes people have us believing that in order to work a job, we have to be miserable. And that's not true. There are people that do enjoy the work that they do. And you can be one of them. And so can I. Until next time, I thank you for visiting the Glow Mob Podcast. Ciao.